Well, yay, I get to preach about the evils of being rich today. <laughs> Good, you caught that. It was a joke. Um, yeah, I don't think it's evil. And uh, that's not what we're going to preach about today, or what I'm going to preach about today. Um, I was thinking about St. Francis of Assisi in response to today's gospel, who embodied the teaching of Jesus today. Francis was the son of a wealthy merchant, and Francis himself was very wealthy and very rich, had many possessions, um, like the man in today's gospel reading. But gradually, Francis began to identify more and more with the poor and the needy and decided to give up his possessions to serve the poor, doing exactly what Jesus told the young man in today's gospel reading. Now, I don't know if Francis had this reading in in mind. Um, The stories simply say that Francis identified with the plights of the poor and desired to help. Francis found then joy in living out the kingdom of God life, serving those less fortunate than he, and devoting his life to prayer and service, and devoting his life to the kingdom of God. One of Francis's constant prayers was, My God, my all. Francis would spend hours in prayer with his arms outstretched, repeating over and over, My God and my all. Loving God and loving people and living God's life of love, living in God's kingdom, therefore, was everything for St. Francis. My God and my all was the true prayer and longing of his heart. Now in our gospel story, we have a rich man who wants to live the life of love in God's kingdom as well. And he wants to inherit eternal life, but Jesus finds him to be stuck. He's trapped. Not because he's a bad guy. This is a good guy. This is a good man who loves God and follows God's commandments. And Jesus, we are told, looks on this man and loved him. One thing you lack, Jesus told him, go and sell what you own and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And the man couldn't do it. He trusted in and loved God and yet the thought of getting rid of all of his stuff proved too great for him. He didn't see how he could continue to love God and live, live out that life without his stuff. Now, we might read this story and think that there is great judgment and condemnation for this man. I've heard that a lot. How hard will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God, Jesus said. This could be read as a statement condemning those with wealth, but that would be a mistake to read it that way. In our Hebrews reading, we are told that we have a great high priest in Jesus who passed through the heavens. A priest who was able to sympathize with our weakness, having been tested in every way as we are, yet without sin. We may, therefore, Hebrews tells us, approach the throne of grace, not the throne of judgment, but the throne of grace, with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In Jesus, we do not have a great high priest priest who condemns us in our weakness, but one who sympathizes with our weakness. Jesus sympathized with the man in our gospel lesson. When Jesus said, how hard will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God, he wasn't declaring some rule that God had established that the rich are somehow unworthy of God's kingdom. What would we then say to people nowadays, if you've done well in your business, or done well at work, and you got a raise, or you've just happened to do well in what you were doing and suddenly you reach the threshold 
and your net worth is too great or your salary is too great to be worthy of the kingdom of God, that sounds rather ridiculous to me. And Jesus didn't say that. Because the man is rich, he cannot enter God's kingdom. That's not what Jesus said. Rather, Jesus looked on him and loved him, and when the man decided to stop his pursuit of God and life in God's kingdom, Jesus sympathized with him, saying, How hard will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? I don't believe Jesus was declaring the rich man to be a terrible person. I believe Jesus felt sympathy for him because the rich man wanted to be near to God and wanted to follow Jesus and to live God's life of love. But there was something holding him back. He wanted to follow Jesus unless it cost him the one thing that he wasn't able, willing, didn't feel like he could get rid of, and that was his possessions. He would have to give up too much security to go the less secure path of following Jesus. So Jesus sympathized with this man. Jesus knows the pull that our possessions have on us. Our stuff can sometimes, we own our stuff, but our stuff can sometimes end up owning us. Our things sometimes seem overly important to us. Deep down, we understand exactly what Jesus was saying in this passage today. When people have lost all of their things in a hurricane or a flood, how often have you heard people say on the news maybe, that was just stuff. I have my family, I have my life, that's what's really important. Deep down, we understand that our possessions are just things. Deep down, we know exactly what Jesus is saying in this passage. And yet, our things still have some pull on us. Our things give us security. Our our things give us some sense of permanence and order. When we move from one place to another, it's nice to have the house set up quickly with the same stuff we had before. Because then we feel at home. Our things give us some permanence, some order and sense of our lives. Our things give us some sense of having control over our lives. Our things help us feel like we're more independent. Just part of who we are. But I think Jesus would teach us to seek this permanence, this order in God and people. I think Jesus would teach us to be a little less independent and a little more dependent. For weeks now, Jesus told us that the kingdom of God belongs to children, that we should become like children... Kids still like things, by the way. But, children are also dependent. Kids are knee-deep in neediness. As we grow older, we tend to become more self-sufficient. A little bit less needy. And if we're very unfortunate, we may even come to believe that we are entirely self-sufficient. The challenge of possessions is the more stuff we have, the more self-sufficient we might come to feel. Now we're actually dependent upon that stuff. But that might have been one of the problems with the man in this gospel reading today. I don't think there's anything wrong or bad about being rich. That's blessing from God. Jesus didn't say being rich is a bad thing. There were those, after all, who followed Jesus who helped support him and his disciples financially implying that they were rather wealthy that they were able to do that to support this wandering preacher from Nazareth Jesus didn't say being rich was bad he said it is difficult and one of the challenges of being rich is that the more a person has the more that person is able to take care of him or herself and the less that person may need to rely on others 
That person can rely on his or her wealth and things rather than on people. What did Jesus say about those who give up possessions and family even that in this age they will inherit even more? He said that they will inherit mothers and fathers. How's that going to work? We only have one mom and dad. But he said that if we give up those things that we will inherit mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters and possessions that by giving up some of our control we end up relying on the community. We end up relying more upon each other in this sort of inter- interdependence that we all rely on each other. We realize the dependence we have upon one another. The more security and control we have wrapped up in our things, the less that we then seek security and dependence through God and people. So become like children, Jesus taught. Become like, not when you're fighting over toys, but become like kids that when they're hurt or scared, kids often want mommy and daddy a lot more than they want their favorite toy. The man in today's reading wanted God's kingdom, was desperate for God's kingdom, but he didn't think that he could have it without his stuff. He didn't think that he could be secure without all that he had. So Jesus invited him to give up his stuff, give up his security and his perceived independence that he might find security and dependence in God and other people. And when he couldn't do that, Jesus sympathized with him, seeing how hard that was for him. Jesus knows and sympathizes with the challenges we all face in giving up our perceptions of control and acknowledging our dependence on God and others. Now reverting to this childlike state where we realize, I am dependent on you, God. And I need help from other people in life. Sometimes it's just a shoulder to cry on, but we still need help from other people. That might be an incremental process for some. That we could try to pray this prayer of St. Francis, My God and my all, may feel a bit strange at first. But over time, we may discover the truth of these words. My God and my all. Over time, praying this prayer, we may discover and develop more fully hearts like that of St. Francis. Hearts hearts which trust in God. Which give up that some control to God and have dependence upon God. And hearts which beat constantly with love for God. Praying, my God and my all. Amen.